This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Yeah, well, early in the year when we put Alex, uh, he, he was doing a really good job in the bumper. And then we lost Gabe. Um, so it's just a matter of going back to that. Uh, we, we have to change the structure. That's simple as that. Keep that top line together. And then the second unit, you keep Cole with Vladdy. It's just a little easier on the bench. But we're just trying to get more. And Nino's really good in the bumper. We're trying to use the bumper a little bit more. We're trying to get more shots. So we got to change the personnel. What was working wasn't working. <laughs> it wasn't working. So let's try something different. Let's go back to what we saw some success earlier in the year. Back to what worked. Now we got to go back far, Jim Toth, to this first power play unit of Shifley. You have to switch. It's not exactly the same because Cal Connor was on there, except with Morrissey, Velarde, and I follow. But you got to go way back before Velarde got injured uh, for that number one power play unit to be together. Good to have you back, Jim Toth. Look up. Look way up. There's the power play. Actually down in the standings. Yeah, uh, good to be back. Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yes. I uh, I lost two of my three. Oh, well, it's not my choice. I mean, they stuck <laughs> us together, so don't thank me. It's, you weren't my first choice. <laughs> I thought you were gone to the new year, maybe longer. Uh, yeah, I uh, lost two of my three fantasy football league playoffs, oh, and I just couldn't come in. bad. So I took a day for each loss. Two out of three, eh? I got one more hanging on well, here. It'll be done by. See what happens this weekend. It'll be done by the end of the week. Yeah, it'll be. It's probably already over, to be honest <laughs> with you. I uh, know it's good to be back. Um, took a few days and uh, was watching, of course, the game against Montreal. But I, I know it's disappointing against Montreal, and for sure it is. But they got a point out of that. Like I think back to the yeah. Calgary game. I think back to the Nashville game when they rode back and just not being able to solidify a point. I think a point is a positive thing, although it is Montreal, and you should beat. Montreal. Yeah. Um, that's the the positive out of it. But I'm really, you know, not thankful, but I, I'm glad that Rick Bonus talked about the power play post game that it cost us about five games this year. And mm-hmm. I think it has a San Jose game. It cost them. They went 0 for 5 against San Jose and lost 2 1. Yeah, it needs to be revamped. And you know what? That's what I like about Rick Bonus, Jim, is that when it's, when it's, when it's becoming obvious, yeah. you know, you have a lot of coaches that'll just, you know, continue to, they, they know when they're, they know that they're going back there looking at tape and saying this whole thing needs to be yeah. fixed. Rick Bonus just comes right out and says it. But, and he says exactly what we're saying, right? Yeah. Which is, I always, I always like that confirmation. What I see if the coach or, or somebody seeing that too, because <laughs> yeah. quite often yeah, I'll say, I'll be looking, thinking one way about whatever, and the coach will come out and give his definition or his view of it. And mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, okay, I get what they're doing there or seeing. The other thing I like about that clip you just ran from Rick Bonus is, is there, there's more than one thing with it, right? Mm-hmm. So I see and you see, we agree, puck movement. It's yeah. got to move. It's got to be instinctive. And you've got to keep the, the penalty killers moving so you have lanes to the net. You got to get the puck past the high guy. You can yeah. have all the shots blocked and you got to get and puck retrieval has to be a big part of it. That's how you're going to create chaos. But then that's the other thing. Like they're they're one and done all yeah. the time. There's never two or three shots or a shot and regroup and yeah. and figure out another one. The other thing I like about what he said about it, especially in that clip is is the it's easier on the bench. Like if you load up the first one, mm-hmm. it's it, it's tough to, you know, roll out your next couple of lines whether it works or it doesn't, especially if you go 2 minutes. It's hard to, to figure out the bench after yeah. that, right? If you got guys from every single line on it um, or your top two lines, and then all of a sudden you, you better get a sh- at least a shift or two out of your next two. Now they're yeah. pretty deep and rolling. But there's all those factors that go into it that I think we often just think, you know, like fans love to yell shoot, and, and we sit here and go, the puck's got to move. But there's there was different intricacies about it. But it's not working. 
and no. and he's he's pretty adamant about that. If they can figure that out, Cam, this is a very good hockey team. They they go to the the realm of I would say definitely a top five contending team. Yeah, like I, I, that's where they go if they can figure out special teams. That's that's where they are. It's the one thing that's been holding them back. Um, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's the five-on-five five play has been has been good. There's nothing to complain about. They have two games in hand on Colorado and have beaten them twice and are a point behind them. Colorado. And they played the Stars tough in both games. They didn't end up winning, but, but those they played them tough in those games. But, those were um, ones, you know. They're one point behind both Colorado and Dallas. They've played the same amount of games as Dallas, and um, they're, they have two games in hand on Colorado. They're three points up on Nashville, and Nashville's played two more games than them. They're that, five points up on Arizona, and Arizona's played one more game than them. They are, if they can figure out this power play, they are they are in contention, and more than contention, to win the division. It's not a personnel issue. It's not a personnel. That's going to come together. Of course, the Detroit Red Wings are in town tonight, 4.30 pregame show. Puck drop at 6.30 right here on the radio home of the Winnipeg Jets, uh, 6.80 CJOB. We'll get into that. We've got the top two Detroit lines. Uh, and uh, An old flame with the Winnipeg Jets uh, has found his way into the top six uh, between Alex Dabrinkit and, uh, yeah, and uh, Patrick Kane. We'll get into that in the, in just a moment. But I want, I want to ask you, is this good for the team? Is this good for the Jets? This sort of back and forth, this consistent and constant battle with the Colorado Avalanche and the Dallas Stars for that top spot. I think it's a good thing, Jim, and I hope it continues all throughout the entire season, all the way to the end going into the postseason, because every game has that little bit extra edge. You know what I mean? you got to get points. you got to get points. You know, how many times have we seen a team that just rolls on ahead, doesn't really play in those competitive games all the way down uh, uh, down the stretch, and then when it comes crunch time, and, oh, hey, it's the playoffs, it's, it's a lot more difficult to kind of get your legs going. When you're taking on a team that, hey, they've been playing in with urgency the last two, three, four weeks as they try to get into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I what do you buy think into about that. that? I, I buy into you have to be playing well, and and if you're if you're fighting for a playoff spot and solidifying one, you're in the playoff mode, right? Like yeah. I, I do buy into that. But then again, Cam, they hung on for dear life last year and just got in, and it didn't help them well, this at is, all. This is kind of a different situation, though. They've, but they but hanging fell, on for they dear fell life back into the playoffs. See, and that's what I was going to say. Hanging on for dear life to get in is different than fighting to get in. Yeah. Because fighting to get in, you're really worried about the intricacies, the execution, everything else. You, you're, yeah, this fighting is, to stay in, you're just trying not to make mistakes and get some points. Yeah, this is more about like fighting for the division. You know what I mean? Yes, you're, you're racing yeah. to the top of the division. That's something that that you that you're going for instead of what happened last year when it was like you know, Cal, if Calgary if Calgary doesn't implode like they did at the end of last year, it's very likely that the Jets maybe didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah, um, and and I think there's something to be said about um, like you look back at when they they swept Edmonton, and then they got swept by Montreal. Yeah, it just like you, I I believe there's factors around the fashion in which you get in. Are they determining factors? I don't think so. How you play once you're in. But that being said, they own Vegas in game one, and I thought this is going to be real quick. Yeah, this is going to be five or six games. And then, you know, they, they lost. They didn't play well. Fine. They came home, and they, did, they they made some mistakes in the game, and they were down, and then they tied it. They had to win that overtime game. Yeah, they did. And then when they didn't, you know, so it was. The series but every was year is different. Then, yeah. This is a different team. We'll I, I wholeheartedly believe that this is a different team. It is, yeah. Um, 
it still strikes me about how they themselves understand that it's five new forwards, not just the three in the offseason, but Niederreiter, Nemestikov, and how this has played out. Connor Hellebuck is, I'm going to start this today. He's on a different level than when he wins a Vesna. Yeah. I have not seen him play this good, this consistent. He's won a Vesna trophy. And I think in a in a five or six game span, he's had the odd, he got a win, but wasn't as sharp. Yeah. He is razor sharp night in and night out the last Statistically month. over the last month and a half, he is far and away the best Like, is it not? I don't know. I, I just see an, an, as as elite of a goaltender as he is, I've seen a step this year. Yeah, yeah. And as it, much as we talk about Mark Scheifele. He, he, he took some time to get going and get his legs. Yeah. But now he's here. I mean, Jim, he's the best. He's the, he's consistently the I'm best that we've to seen. Him I having, agree with that 100%. I'm used to him having four or five phenomenal games and then a game that he might win 6-5 and should have had two of them. And yeah. then he gets back into being really good again. This run he's on this past month is there's not a lot of, there's a bad goal in there, but then the elite play around it mm-hmm. is just, it, we talk a lot about how Mark Shifley has elevated his all round game this year and the contract, this and the yeah. contract that and maybe it's a different focus. I think, and I don't want to jinx it, but I think we got to start talking about it with Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. He, they have not lost a game by more than they have not allowed more than three goals in, I believe 19 games now. In regulation, all the month of December, they haven't allowed more than now, they two. Lost I mean, to Montreal. I mean, they gave up a goal in overtime, obviously earlier this week. Yes, but, but up bef- until that, they were on an 18-game run where it was three games or less per I, game. Yeah, and it was two goals or less for the whole entire month of December. Yes. In regu- now we can say we have to say in regulation because Montreal scored, but that's incredible. It's that's incredible, it's, and you get the power play going in that situation, Jim. They didn't. They, they haven't lost a game they all beat month. San Jose. They don't lose all month. They don't. They. You know. They. So I just. This is a really good team, and Jamie Thomas is going to join me in my show at 2 o'clock today, and we're going to talk specialty teams in particular. If they can improve either one of those or both, um, the power play is 24th right now, 16.7%. That's not good at all. And and like like you wonder, like with this personnel, they can fix it. They can fix this issue. This is something that is fixable. It's not like you don't have the horses. They got the horses. Penalty kills 27th. So I just – I just there's a number of factors here. The getting the point out of Montreal. This is a big game tonight, and then Boston, right? Yeah. Boston yeah. is a really good test heading into the holidays. Changes on the power play: Shifley, Ehlers, Morrissey, Velarde, and I follow on the top. Uh, second uh, power play: Pionk, Schmidt, Niederreiter, Nemesnikov, and Perfetti. Um, uh, the top two Detroit lines. Uh, there was a little bit of some changes. Uh, Joe Valino he drops. Robbie Fabry moves up to play with Dylan Larkin and Lucas Raymond, uh, and then Andrew Kopp uh, be moved up. JT Comfer going down last game. Um, uh, the so Kopp moving up to Brinkett and and Kopp's uh, going to be playing between uh, Alex to Brinkett and um, and Patrick Kane as they Does continue. Does he get going tonight, Patty? As, well, th- listen, the Detroit, and we're going to talk about this, Detroit's number one thing that they're, they have to figure out, and if they're going to get out of this slump, they're in a slump right now. They've lost five of six. They've struggled to score. They've lost three one-goal games in a row here. Um, they need to get Alex Dabrinkit and Patrick Kane going together. They need to reunite. They need to get that chemistry back. They've only combined for two goals over Kane's first uh, seven. So they need to figure that out. And if that gets going, uh, Detroit, who I think is a good team, I think they're a playoff team too, um, but it's a team that's still sort of growing into, into who exactly they are. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. Ken Cal. 
radio voice of the Red Wings. I caught up with him. I spoke with him earlier today. We'll play that audio. Great conversation uh, with Ken, radio voice of the Red Wings. We'll play that right after the 1230 News coming up uh, with Skylar Peters. Uh, as well, uh, Devon Taves calling out his team. Yeah, I got th- something to say. We got he's got something to say. Three two loss. The Blackhawks do the Jets a big favor yesterday, uh, beating Colorado three uh, two. Devon, he's uh, yeah, he had uh, he he's got a he's got a pro- he's got a couple problems with you people, and Aaron, now you're gonna hear about Aaron it. Aaron of grievances. You're telling me there's no. Yo, Trey, Tondo's I got something the left, to say. All in Boca Vista. We'll be right back. Be all over the shuffleboard. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. You guys that know, you know, know how to play in our system, how to, how to play our game and, and know what it takes. And uh, we have guys in here, I think we got some guys that think they're playing well and I think they're kidding themselves at this point. It's, it's frustrating to play with. Uh, you know, play out there when, when you got guys that think they're playing well and, and they're doing things that, you know, you have no idea what play they're going to make or, or where they're going to be on the ice. And uh, it's it's tough to play in this league when, when you don't know where your teammates are going to be. So, um, you know, that's where a lot of the frustration stems from. Devon Taves there following a 3-2 loss to the Avalanche. Signed a seven-year, $7.25 million deal on October 13th. Throwing his weight around there, Jim. Is Devon the guy that can say that stuff? We only got ten seconds. But. I think it means more that it's Devon the guy saying that. Yeah, and guys not knowing what they're going to go and where they're going to be seems like some individual play going on in Colorado. I, I think if it's hey, good on him. He's not the guy I would expect to say it. So the fact that he is saying it speaks volumes. That's being said in the media. What's being said behind closed doors? Unhappy with their play, the Colorado Avalanche, the Jets, only one point ahead of the Jets. Ken Cal with us when we come back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Cloudy one today, 60% chance of some light flurries. We'll see a mix of sun and cloud this afternoon as well. Southeast winds near 20 kilometers an hour. Gusts as high as 40, but a high of minus 3 out there in the forecast. Part of the cloudy tonight, some south winds gusting up to 50. Temperature around minus 4, well above seasonal. Tomorrow, clear south winds and a high of 0. Friday, sunshine. And a high of zero. Right now, minus six at 680 CJOB. The boys are back in town. It's game day. Let's get you back to Jets at noon. Well, Skyler, Pistol Peters, what's going on, man? Hey, Skyler. Thanks, well, thanks I, for uh, filling in, Hollywood. That was awesome. Oh, my pleasure, boys. My pleasure. It's, uh, I don't know if Cam and I have ever shared the the chair until Monday afternoon. That might have been the first time. Literally, yeah. you guys sat in the same chair. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was Forche weird. was kind of giving us the stink eye. But it was the only way to make it work. We got it done. There was only one mic working in here in this <laughs> in this play. It was the only one way to do it. Yeah, just in the same chair. I had to share a chair. It's like you're at the kids' table over the holidays. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can't only wait. Only one stool. Get the crayons out. <laughs> Should be good, boys. There's nothing uh, wrong with a kids' table. That's where the that's where the action happens. What like do you have at your family holiday dinners, guys? Like, is there at the kids' table? Not and anymore, not anymore. No, not anymore, there was, yeah. though, at one oh, time. for sure. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, so what, what age do you graduate uh, to the big kid table? I did when I was when I turned 18. I, wow. Like, when I could have a glass of wine. 18? Yeah. You had to sit at the kid's table at 17? Well, there was a big group. Yeah, fair enough. Like That's crazy. Six-year-old go, why are you eating so much? Shut but up! It, but it's like a progressively... 
Like the kids' table gets progressively older. Well, well yeah, I but the, the young kids sit on the one side and the older ones sit on the other. So, so it's, like three, it's like a three-tier system. Yeah, it's a three-tier system, yeah. Household. Wow. That's right. Yeah, you move your <laughs> way on. You move your way to the right, and if you're younger, you go to the left. Uh, I, usually it was pre-teen, like 11 and 12 was, depending on the yeah. tail, you could move out, sit at the adult table. And then when you were a teenager, young. for sure you're at the, the adult That's too young. I was thinking like 14. I can't really remember. Too young. No, no, fourteen-year-old wants to hear a discussion about the GST. No, that's what I'm over saying. Over Christmas, yeah, you don't want to hear I mean, that. You don't want to hear that. You don't care about that. But then they go, so Jim, you score any baskets the other day in your game? <laughs> a couple. Well, we all know rain. the answer to that. I'm telling you, that's why it's too young. You, you know what? You can't get involved in the discussion, anyways. And then you know you start getting a little. Tell Grandpa, yeah, I made it rain, Grandpa. And then you get the. Don't talk to your grandpa like that. He doesn't know what rain means. See, if you if you move up to the adult table too quickly, you eat fast and you get out of there ASAP. You got to be able to get involved. You got to be able to sit. But you can't at the at you can as a kids table. If you're done, you can run and gone. But at the adults table, you got to wait till everybody's finished. You, gotta, yeah. you can't oh, leave the, the adult the table until out. everyone's finished. Yeah. The coffees. Yeah. So there's a lot the of coffee. time commitment to the adult table. Yeah. The kids table is just a free for all. Like wild. I'm taking your bun and I'm going to play Legos now. That's right. Probably it's one wild. of the, the first tests of patience in like a young person's life. Is yes. Their yeah. first trip to the adult table and you get a little itchy. You know, the kids probably got to run off to the basement. Yeah. And you're sitting there like, hey, this is, uh, you made your bed. Now you lay in it. Yeah. And you're desperate yeah. to now get you there. you got to listen to grandpa you're talk des- about politics. You were desperate to get to that adult table. And, and Uncle then you Jim. realize it's not all it cracked yeah. up to be. Anyways, uh, thanks, that, Skylar. That wheat didn't come in like it did last year. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Wow, yeah, 204, and not enough rain. Hopefully we got more rain Grandpa, next year. Grandpa, what do you mean? We needed more moisture. The wheat didn't come in as good as it used to. Uh, we haven't had enough snow yet. You know about the wheat, Jim? <laughs> you got your barley. Yeah. You got your... Now I'm doing Frank Costanza. 204-780-6868. Uh, 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Uh, text the show. Love to hear you guys' thoughts about the game tonight. Jets and Detroit. Uh, uh, the middle game in this original six week uh, here in Winnipeg is the also the penultimate game um, before the uh, Christmas break, second to last. Always pull up penultimate Whenever I can, That's it's a fantastic a word. word. I gotta look that up. During it's great. This it's interview. like soothsayer, like a soothsayer, soothsayer or seeker. I don't. Doesn't matter. See, you know, it's not a great word. Soothsayer. Uh, he foresees the future. That's right. right? Yeah. That's right. And uh, to talk all about the game coming up tonight, Ken Cal, radio voice of the Red Wings, joins me now. Uh, Ken, how you doing? I'm doing good, Cam. How are you today? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Um, Ken, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, the Red Wings and the Jets get going at Canada Life Center here in downtown Winnipeg. Uh, pre-game show gets going at 4.30. Puck drop at 6.30 right here on your radio home of the Winnipeg Jets. 6.80 CJOB. The Red Wings uh, coming to town here, uh, Ken, um, losing five of their last six. And, and head coach Derek Lalonde uh, using the word fragile four times post-game uh, after they lost to the Ducks. Uh, would you agree with that word? Do you think the Red Wings right now are fragile? Well, I, I think what we're seeing right now at the Red Wings is injuries are starting to mount up. And uh, they played two really good hockey games defensively against Carolina and Philadelphia. And then they go into a game against the Anaheim Ducks and they score three goals right off the get-go, right off the hop. And, and you know, the Red Wings had a hard time coming back in that hockey game. They eventually made it a one-goal game, a couple of power play goals by Debrinken in the third. But I think this team, when he uses the word fragile, is that, you know, when something goes wrong, they have to somehow – have to find a way to right the ship. And over the last several games, they haven't been able to do that. How, how do they get that identity back? 
Well, injuries have really hurt this team. And for the most part, the Red Wings up until the last week or so, or when Larkin uh, was injured in that game against Ottawa, the Red Wings were a pretty healthy bunch. They were playing really good hockey. And then all of a sudden, the injuries started mounting up. And it happens to every team. And the Red Wings lost Comfer. They lost Larkin. So they lost their number one and number two center. And I don't care how you slice it. You take two of the top centers off any team in the National Hockey League, and you're going to have a hard time winning games. So it's not like the Red Wings are playing bad. It's just that they were shorthanded. And now those two players come back. David Perron is still serving a suspension. He'll be back Friday against Philadelphia. But but now the goaltenders have gone down with injuries. Uh, the Red Wings lost Alex Lyon in the game against Philadelphia. They lost Billy Husso in the last game against Anaheim. And now they're down to James Reimer. And they had to sign Michael Hutchinson from Grand Rapids, and he's the backup tonight going into the game against the Jets. So that's the stretch they're in right now. I think injuries have really hurt them, and somehow they got to find a way to to overcome those injuries and try to get some points before the Christmas break. I went back and I watched those three games you mentioned. I watched against Carolina, I watched against the Flyers, and I watched the game against the Ducks. I mean, taking out that first sort of 22 minutes against the Ducks, um, I thought the Red Wings played a pretty dang good game. The Ducks caught a lot of breaks during that game. I mean, I don't know how many posts um, that that late power play was canceled out just because it was two seconds too late, and I got the second one. Bringing in Patrick Kane, uh, to play with Alex Dabrinkit. And I know since Kane's been in there, I think they're 1-5-1. Five, and one. How do they sort of unlock the obvious chemistry towards the two of them? I think we're seeing signs of it, but do you, do you need? does it need to be sped up a bit? Uh, I think the chemistry is there. It always has been between Kane and Dabrinkit. And I give Kane a lot of credit. I mean, he came back from a, an injury and a surgery that most players don't. He's playing 20 minutes a game. I mean, uh, he played back-to-back games. Uh, last week for Detroit, and obviously if the Red Wings were healthy, he wouldn't play in the second game of the back-to-back, but he's been actually pretty good, and uh, you know, I know the record with him with the Red Wings isn't working right now, but again, I think a lot of that has to do with the injuries that the team has had over the last five, six games and the suspension of David Perron, but Mm -hmm. he's a terrific hockey player, and as far as going back to that game against Anaheim, I don't care what team you are in the National Hockey League. If you play catch-up hockey, it's losing hockey. You've got to be ready to start from the get-go, and that's something that haunted the Red Wings in that Anaheim game. There's a team that came off a very good win against the New Jersey Devils, but they only won two games in their last 14 or 15, and and you got to somehow find a, find a way to start off good and and not trail three to nothing in the t- first twenty minutes in front of your home crowd. So the Red Wings just have to get off to a good start. They've got to learn their lesson from that last game and just move on. And it's going to be a tough game against the Winnipeg Jets, who obviously, as you know, uh, lost a heartbreaker against Montreal in overtime. Yeah. Um, well, what's the latest on that Perot uh, situation in the appeals process? Um, I, I, I know uh, Lalonde was saying it was a potential for tonight. What's the latest on that? Uh, right, as of this time, I don't know. Uh, I know he was going to appeal it. I believe it was yesterday at 4 o'clock. I uh, haven't really heard anything, Cam, but uh, I just think that uh, no one from the past, I don't think it's going to hold up. I don't, I don't yeah. think he'll play tonight, and I think he'll be ready for the game against Philadelphia. I'd be surprised, put it that way, if he was going to be in the lineup tonight. You'd maybe want this to speed up a little bit, eh? <laughs> like not take this long. Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, it was the penalty was deserved. I mean, you just can't go out there and uh, you know retaliate yeah. like he did. But and and he got the wrong player to boot. But um, you know that's something that you can't do. But on the other hand, I mean, we can get in a whole conversation about what happened to Larkin and and yeah. uh, you know his past goings on. But 
you know, we won't, we don't have enough time, but uh, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where you just can't do it. And now he serves the suspension and he'll be welcome coming back because they missed David Perron. Well, I'll just ask you a quick one then about Larkin. Um, I, I just thought he spoke with such raw honesty, um, you know, talking about how upset he was about that, you know, that, that yeah. video being attached to him, um, you know, something people can watch forever, you know, his family, his wife's watching his, his family's there, his, you know, friends about how he felt embarrassed um, you know, doesn't feel safe out there. Um, I, I, I think it's sort of rare that you see some raw honesty, particularly about Dylan, uh, from a person like Dylan Larkin. Um, how did you feel about his comments? Well, he's gone through a lot, and not just on the ice, but off the ice, too. His wife uh, lost a child that they were expecting. I believe that's the second one. And, and you know what? I mean, the guy's going through some, some tough times right now. And then you, you add the injury on top of all that, and it's just, uh, you know, he's in a state right now where he's going through some tough times. But he's honest, and, and I, I, I don't know about the league right now. I mean, there's a lot of hits that we've seen over the last couple of weeks that just, you know, raise eyebrows. And, and it's all about player safety, and I think the league always talks about player safety and headshots. And sometimes you just have to be more consistent, I think, with your judgment, and I don't see that right now. Yeah, and he mentioned the the, the knee on knee hit to Cal Connor d- during his comments as well. Final yeah. one for you, uh, Ken. Uh, thoughts on tonight's game? Well, it's going to be interesting. The Red Wings need points, and uh, they've got three tough games coming up before the Christmas break, and uh, they're in a tough environment. They they have a hard time winning here in Winnipeg over the years, and uh, as I mentioned, the Jets need the points too. They want to make their way up into the standings in their division as well. Right now, they're one point out of first place. So, you know, if they win tonight, uh, they move up into the top spot depending on what Dallas and Colorado do. I haven't looked at the out-of-town uh, schedule for tonight. But, you know, Winnipeg needs the points. Red Wings need the points. And, you know, it's, it's all about the parity right now in the National Hockey League, I believe. And, and there's no easy games anymore. Every game that you go in is a battle, no matter what team you are. And it just seems like the Red Wings need points because other teams are starting to catch up to them. And they got to start playing some better hockey. So we'll have to wait and see what happens here tonight. But I expect both teams to come out and play hard and, May the best team win. <laughs> Absolutely. Ken Cal, radio voice of the Detroit Red Wings, joining us here on 680 CGOB on Jets at Noon. Ken, thank you so much for your time. I, I really appreciate it. All right, Ken, thank you. Have a good uh, holiday, too, okay? Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, Ken. Uh, happy to have uh, him on the program. Uh, a guy who's been around the game a heck of a long time. I won't attach a number of years to it because I'll be wrong. Uh, but we'll just say decades knows the game uh, inside and out. Have real happy to have him on, yeah. on the program. Yeah, re- really great guy too. What do you think of this game tonight coming up here, Detroit and Winnipeg? Well, James Reimer's in net. Um, Michael Hutchinson signed yesterday, as you guys discussed on the sh- on the program yesterday. Yeah. Um, I-, I just think this is one for the Jets to bounce back from the way they played against mm-hmm. Montreal to get a win. Um, this is a team that's struggling. Uh, the Jets need to get their power play going, but I, I think this is—they beat them four-one in Detroit. I think it's much the same. Like this is a four-two-five-two game for my, in my opinion, for the Jets. Yeah, I, I would put it around there. Um, Lauren Brassois had two straight good games. I expect a good game from him. Yeah, tonight. no, no, he's going to be real engaged, and this is going to be a tough one because Detroit, as you know, as Ken was talking about there. I mean, they, they're they're in desperate need for some points. They got to start winning. They got to start getting things going. Um, you know, their their offense is sort of dried up. You're spotting the team like the Ducks four goals, and you're battling back. You 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 control the majority of that game, but in those first 22 minutes, you give up four goals. Uh, you can't give yourself up uh, uh, holes like that, and then they lose. Uh, two real tight one goal games, uh, two one to Carolina, and then one nothing to the to the Philadelphia Flyers. 
Detroit's going to really look to get right and get their game right as they head into the Christmas break here. So uh, lots to play for for the for the for the Detroit Red Wings and a heck of a lot to play for as well uh, for the Winnipeg Jets tonight. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. Uh, we'll hear from Josh Morrissey, who got a little lucky. It's going to make for some great holiday photos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He mentioned, actually, Santa is a little afraid of him during a little bit of a skate, so. Clean yourself up. Yeah. What happened? I fell. <laughs> we'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Yeah, it didn't feel very good, obviously. Uh, just kind of knew right away. I think it caught a solid piece of my visor as well, so uh, that probably saw stopped some of the... Uh, impact um but uh yeah it didn't feel great but you know our medical staff's awesome and um took care of it right away and got me uh stitch up and back out there pretty fast so uh the pit the pit crew was ready to go josh morrissey he's going to be in the lineup not missing too much time at all uh following that uh the puck you know that's those 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 are sometimes the most uh, scary is when you know because you can sort of brace for when you're blocking a shot when you see it coming, but it's when it takes a, a weird bounce off your stick and up. Uh, those are the ones that sometimes do some some real bad damage. So uh, lucky that uh, well, lucky it's not. I mean, he, he looked pretty banged up there in in the game against Montreal, but uh, lucky no broken teeth, no broken uh, no broken cheek or, or or face or anything like that. So uh, you know, tie him up and send him back out there. He's not going to be missing any time. Well, that's the positive part about like nothing's broken, nothing's yeah. um, you know teeth missing or anything like that. So uh, it just it looks horrific. Couple stitches, but um, that's what I was worried about too. Because when they go up like that, you never mm-hmm. know. Like you said, I saw the the cut on his face immediately but stitches and and he'll be good to go just some some uh explaining to do on the holiday photos in the future years to come what yeah. happened this year <laughs> 20 years from now the kid will add their kid will ask him hey what, what happened in this one yeah i took a puck off the face day before we took that one son uh uh here's uh andrew cop former winnipeg uh jet on what he thinks of his former team you know we haven't watched too much but just from the games i've been able to watch uh you know you hold colorado to you know i think three two games i think i saw Something that was like they hadn't given up more than three goals in I don't know, God knows how long. So um, obviously Helly is a huge part of that. Helly and LB are a huge parts of that. Um, but it seems like they're they have their team defense down right now, which is uh, which is huge. And um, yeah, they they kind of got kind of got a little bit of a groove going right now. And even with with a guy like Casey out of the lineup, it's impressive. Andrew Kopp there on his former team. Uh, what he thinks? Uh, yeah, goaltending, defense, and structure. I mean, it's going to be tough. Andrew Kopp, uh, I'm sure those guys went out for a uh, steak or something last night. When he comes into town, I know he's probably still very tight with some of the players oh, for sure. uh, here on the team. Uh, here's Patrick Kane. Uh, well, here's actually, we'll play this. Kopp talking about uh, Patrick Kane uh, and his growing pains over his first seven games. The Detroit Red Wings are 1-5-1, and one, uh, and they got one goal and three, and he's only got a goal and three assists over that time. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, since he's gotten back, even his first game, he saw... Um, you know the playmaking ability, the the skill, the the passing, all that's all that's definitely still there. So um, I think uh, you know for him, I think it's just kind of getting used to the way we play a little bit, and uh, getting used to his line mates. And obviously he's played with Alex before, but um, they haven't been married to it so far. So he's you know learning new new guys and new players and new tendencies. So uh, and we're learning him too. You know he's obviously a very unique player, and um, so I think it's uh, you know getting better as we go along and. Hopefully tonight's another step in the right direction. So Jim Toth, uh, in terms of the special teams, what do you need to see from it? I don't think it needs to, doesn't need to score today, but you got to see the puck move. 
That's the number one thing here. you got to generate some good chances. I think it does have to score tonight. I think they've got to get one. They've got to move the puck quick and, and be more instinctive. I, I like what um, IFL is going to bring to it and what Rick Bonus has spoken to his puck retrievals. Don't just work it around, get a shot, and then have to get the exit the zone. Get a couple shots, get some puck retrievals, make it tough on Reimer. Yeah. Reimer, Reimer stood on his head a couple times against he, the Jets. So he has, man. Just pepper him with shots, but go to the net and, and get some rebounds. Get... The old greasy one that Rick Bonus loves. Last Green, year, E E E C power play goal. Last year when he was playing for the Sharks, he he punished the Jets and he, he caused some some rifts. That's for sure. Pre-game gets going at four thirty. Puck drop at six thirty. Right here uh, on your radio home of the Winnipeg Jets, six eighty CJOB Jets Red Wings. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Forche, for producing the show. Jim Toth will take you all the way until 3 o'clock. That's it for me. We'll be back same down tomorrow to break down the game. See ya. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.